For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in on your podcast app, wherever you found us, however you found us. I appreciate it, and I hope you'll bear with us for the next 30 minutes. Hey, it's Corona season, everybody. Congratulations. Uh, I don't even know. Are you sick of hearing about it already? I mean, this is one of those things where it's... You want to just hide your head in the sand and ignore the news and constant updates, but your life is on the line. Your life is literally on the line with this, so you, you almost can't, right? And so, I mean, everywhere you look, that's all you, you hear about is the Corona or the COVID, or as Trump has called it, C-O-V-I-D. I think he thinks it's like the YMCA. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on the show this week. But here we are. I'm not going to be lecturing you about keeping away from people and all that other parental stuff you seem to hear about. There's actually a lot to talk about in different aspects of your life. For instance, you feel guilty when you go to work and leave your pets alone all day. Well, now you've got 24-7 with them. And, you know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, people bitching about their kids and how obnoxious they are and whatever. Well, first off, they're your kids. And if you just had them so that you could pawn them off on somebody else for eight hours a day at a school or whatever it is, well, that's your own problem. You've got plenty of time to parent now, right? And there's a lot of great ways to save money because with people out of work, uh, well, and I guess everything's closed as well too, but if you have an online shopping addiction, it could be trouble for you because you're wanting to buy things to keep yourself busy, right? That's what ends up happening. Well, I've got some ways to keep your isolation or your lockdown in check. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a, a fun show today and also just some uh, fun little workout tips as well because the gym is closed, right? And you can't do anything. So so we're going to keep things upbeat, lighthearted, and uh, commentating as only the way I can and <laughs> because nobody else wants to talk like I do. Uh, so that's all coming up for you on the next 30 minutes right here on The Scribble. Who are the Kardashians feuding with now? What did that little thug Justin Bieber do this time? Who's getting hitched? And who's headed for Splitsville? Hear the latest celebrity news and gossip every day on Entertainment Wrap-Up. The good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly the ridiculously hilarious. It's all recapped in this daily segment at entertainmentwrapup.com. Have a laugh at the expense of the rich and famous when they take themselves way too seriously. It's three minutes of time-wasting fun at entertainmentwrapup.com. Check out Entertainment Wrap-Up at entertainmentwrapup.com. Brought to you by Speak Free Books. Jeremy Bradley here back on The Scribble. Thanks so much for tuning in today. So there are so many ways that you can kill the time while you are in is it lock up, lock down? You know what I mean, in quarantine. No, even that. Hold on, let's just talk this through, everybody, because if you're in quarantine, that means that you are infected. 
If you're in isolation, that just means that you're by yourself. Quarantine means that you're by yourself and you're infected. I, I, I need to talk to Dr. Trump on this one. I need a ruling. I'm not quite sure what the definition is. I know that in other countries, I know, you know, uh, in Brazil or whatever, people are saying that they're in quarantine. But I don't know if people are using that term correctly. I'm in isolation, which means that I'm by myself. If you're in quarantine, I guess that's technically the same thing with the implication or the implied outcome that you're infected. I don't know. If you're a doctor and you're listening, I would love to hear from you. First of all, if you're a doctor listening, thank you. Uh, but uh, let us know what that means. Live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. So this segment already took a turn that I wasn't expecting. But if you are, back to the point, if you are in lockup, lockdown, quarantine, whatever it is, and you have been for days, weeks at a time, there are so many things you can do to pass the time, right? I mean, you can pay attention to your kids because they're going to be, you know, a menace to society and obnoxious thanks to your parenting, which is handing over a phone and letting them uh, amuse themselves for hours on end. But I'm a non-parent, so I can have that opinion of kids. But certainly, if you're sick of your kids, as I'm reading on Facebook, many of you are, uh, there's uh, a lot of stuff that you can do to save money, stay active, and not get on each other's nerves. And one of the first things that you can do, if you get along, is a puzzle. All right, write that down. You can do a puzzle. And the only reason I say this is because last, um, I don't even know the days anymore. I think it was last Sunday. <laughs> the days of the week are just a blur, everybody. Uh, here's what here's what happened on Sunday. I woke up at noon. This is not even a joke. I woke up at noon, uh, kind of eased into the day with a bath and just sort of got started at 2 p.m. And by that, I mean I went outside because it was nice out, played with the dogs in the yard for a little bit. And then I fell asleep on the couch at about 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock or so. Woke up to the Trump uh, press conference um, and watched that for a little bit. And then we ate. And then I did our entertainment show from home. I pre-tape it Sunday night. It airs Monday morning. And then we did a puzzle on the coffee table. A 1,000-piece puzzle. Now, here's why I'm telling this story. One, it's an idea for something you can do. If you haven't already thought of it, which you probably have after this many weeks... But when you do a 1,500, whatever it is, piece puzzle, it's large, let's say. Do you think about what's going to happen when you're done? Because this, this happened to me um, a few weeks ago when I was visiting my grandma in the home when I was allowed to, right, before she was in lockup. And I think hers was drugs and weapons charges. But, but I was um, uh, keen and creative, and I had one of those custom puzzles made, a photo puzzle uh, printed. And then I went there, and we did this puzzle. And then... You know, it took us however long because, you know, she's a little bit slower uh, with matching up pieces. So, it, you know, it was it was only like a hundred and some pieces, but it's still kind of something nice that you want to like frame or you want to do something with it. It just feels so sinful after after we've spent this time, you know, we've bonded, we've laughed, we've had a couple drinks and then we just have to bust up this puzzle and stick it back in a box. And so we were doing a 1000 piece puzzle at home. Fast forward to Sunday now. And it took us a good four or five hours and the coffee table is almost literally entirely covered at the puzzle. And you kind of go and say, so do we just break it up now and put it back in the box? Like, it just seems so wasteful. So, I don't know. Do you do you plan ahead when you're doing a puzzle? Like, do you sit there and go, hmm, what are we going to do with it when we're done? Are we going to are we gonna put it back in the box? Are we going to frame it? Are we going to glue it all together? What are we going to do? I would like to know what your puzzle planning policy is. I was looking for another P there procedure puzzle 
Anyway, uh, send me an email live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. How? What do you? What do you do with the puzzle when you're done it? I just feel so wasteful. No different than when I watch that Lego show on Fox. That's how bored I've been lately. Is uh, you know they, these people spend like eleven hours making stuff with their Lego, and one it's not even there, so I'm not sure that they can even take it home. But then, like, what do you do with it? Do you just take a hammer to it and just bust the shit out of it? Can I say, yeah, I can say, it's the podcast, I can say shit. I, I don't know, I just, all that work, and it's also why I don't like cooking, ladies and gentlemen. I really, I can't justify spending 45 minutes making something, and then, you know, three and a half minutes eating it. Like, I would just, let me just throw it in the toaster oven, walk away, you set it and forget it, you come back to it, and then you're good. Yeah, I just, I'm not a, I'm not a wonder chef, I'm not, so... Anyway, what is your puzzle, what did I say? Puzzle whatever, puzzle production policy. Do you bust it up? Do you, you know, send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. Oh, we're going to continue on. All right, so there's also a great way to save money, which is doing the puzzles that you bought years ago and you've never done. But I have a reward system. All right, so I want you to take note of this because it, it's going to sound juvenile and childish, but it actually does work. Years ago, when I was writing my book, The Official Guide to Being a Winnipeg Cheapskate, best-selling book, excuse me, let me start that again, best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being a Winnipeg Cheapskate, I was looking for creative ways to save money. I had bought my house a few years earlier, and, you know, I didn't have mommy and daddy's dime anymore, and so, you know, you, you go into adulting full force. And one of the things that I quickly started to do was reward myself. And I'll give you an example. So I know that the inside, the oven needs to be cleaned. I also want to order a pizza tonight because I can't use the oven. So I'll order a pizza. Well, here's the deal. I can't order pizza until I clean the oven. And so it makes you wonder which, it makes you wonder what you want more. Do I want the food? Do I want that treat? Or do I want the chore done? And it's no different than when people are, you know, putting off working out, right? You can get that app where it's like, you know, seven minutes of your day is going to be doing exercise. But here's the deal. You spent four hours watching television. You couldn't make the seven minutes to do the app. Which did you want more? And so when it comes to the reward system, it's really helpful. Same thing again. You know, the bathtub is, you know, got that little ring around it. Now, one, we've got a cleaning lady and I have a lot of money. So this doesn't necessarily apply to me very much anymore. But, uh, you know, the ring around the bathtub. Well, here's the deal. You're going to clean that or you're going to order that wireless speaker that you want from Amazon. So I'm not ordering that until I clean the bathtub, right? So these are just simple things. And somebody had said to me, well, I do that with my kids when they want to play a video game or something like that. Well, first off, good parenting while your kids are out of school. But secondly, yeah, it's great for getting your kids, you know, bribing, bribing for, you know, strong arming your kids into doing something. But it's a great way to save money as an adult. So just that's one tip that I have for you if you did want to, because I think it's inevitable that, if you have the apps that you order food and stuff, you're going to do that. If you have not already when you're in lockdown, you're going to order food. And so this is just a way to go and say, you know what? I, yeah, okay, well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll have to earn the, the meal that I'm going to do. Same thing with grocery shopping. You know, we've seen everybody hoarding and, you know, stocking up on everything that they don't need. Well, that's actually one of the grocery tips that I have is I can't grocery shop again until my cupboard or fridge, whatever it is, is literally empty. Now, when I say literally, I mean for the most part, right? You might still have the can of gravy and that's it. Well, okay, I can't do anything with that unless I, you know. So what I mean is, you know, you've got that package of rice or you've got, you know, whatever it was that you really don't want. 
And then you're going to go out and get more stuff, and that's just going to sit there. Well, I, it, I essentially punish myself and say, no, you know what? I bought that for a reason. I might not know what that reason is anymore, but I bought it, and so I can't have any more until I eat that. And that's just the way it goes. Same thing with the stuff that you have, like, in the back of the freezer. That, you know, you're looking at the, the plastic bag with the twist tie, and you're like, what is some kind of meat? I don't know what it is. Now, let me give a disclaimer here, as I'm not saying don't eat the mystery meat if you don't know what it is, because you could get sick or something. But what I mean is, you've got all these groceries and things that you, you buy that you don't necessarily want anymore. Have them before you go out and order more food or go and do grocery shopping. So those are just some tips about how you can save money when you're in lockdown, because a lot of people right now don't have the regular paycheck. You know, you're getting, you perhaps are getting a government assistance program where you live, and for a lot of people, I know for me that that would not, you know, I'm in media, so I'm still working throughout the time. I'm not, we're not shut down, but you know, like the, the thousand dollars or $1,300 or $2,000 a month. I mean, if you've got mortgage and mouths to feed and things like that, that that's not going to cut it for you. So yeah, you might want to forego that $15 food order and have whatever it is, you know, the, the bag of potatoes that you have in the fridge. Well, you might not, well, you know what, add some seasoning or something to it and make a creative night out of it, you know, and then go do the puzzle that you're not going to bust up and do it. So anyway, those are just some tips for you. If you want to check out the book, cheapskatebook.com and, uh, it's got some great ways. Here I am telling you about how to save money and then go and buy the book to get more tips. Well, that's just the way things go. But um, yeah, there's just so many things you can do. And I, I, I kind of feel bad for kids right now who, I, you know, I, I read your parents posting on Facebook that they're sick of you. Well, here's, here's the sad story, mom and dad, is they're your kids. I, I appreciate that people bank on when they get to a certain age, they can then pawn their offspring to the school system. Oh, great. They're, they're, they're school's trouble now for the next however many hours. But at the end of the day, they're still your kids. So if they're little jerks or assholes, uh, well, uh, you know, that's on you. And so this is a great opportunity to teach them life skills and get them involved. You know, it's very easy. And I wish we should have Super Nanny on the show. I'd love to talk with Joe Frost. But this is a great opportunity to teach your kids how to do things. And when I say do things like fix stuff around the house or cook or anything like that, I'm not saying, you know, slave labor. I'm not telling them to all of a sudden start, you know, rewiring the house or anything like that. But teach them how maybe some, you know, tools that aren't dangerous. Yeah, and you guys can fix something together in the backyard or something that's broken. You know, when winter is done and spring sets in, there's so much stuff to do around the yard and things like that. Very easy for parents. And as a non-parent, yes, of course, it's easy for me to say this as well. But it's very easy for parents to just go and, you know, give them a video game. Here, take your phone and go play with it. That is just so disgusting, quite honestly. And that's also why I wrote the book called Put Down Your Damn Phone Already, is that this is the chance where you should be bonding. You know, when we had Dr. Phil, our, we had Dr. Phil on our radio shows a couple of weeks ago, and he said that, you know, this is also testing people's relationships, marriages, whatever. And again, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I guess you know what it's like to be around each other 24 hours a day. So, okay, well, we... The relationship worked when we were only with each other three hours a day and then we were at work the rest of the time. You know, that's a great chance for you to reevaluate the people that you're with and, and the way you're living your life, the way you're parenting, the way you're doing things like, you know, to, to pass and to get through the day. It's no different than me being around my dogs all day. Let's, let's be honest. I've got two dogs that are in my face for most of the day. And there are times when I've said, oh my God, you guys just leave me alone. But at the same time, they're, they've got nothing else going on, right? I have the luxury of a television, a phone, a computer, you know, going and doing things. 
but for them, it's like this is this is all they've got. I, I you know, I am their excitement, and so it, it, that's where I've sort of taken that step back in in the recent days and weeks, and I, and I'm not getting frustrated with them anymore because I'm sitting here going. Yeah, this is actually a great time for dogs. For all you people who feel guilty about leaving your dog every day when you go to work. Right? How many to- how how many people feel so bad or you know, you're just kind of, you're guilty that you just can't wait to get home because oh, that's right, you know, he's going to be missing me. Oh, he's going to be so excited to see me. And now when you've got all this time with him, you're pissed off at him and telling him to go lay down, which I do. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is I've got a new appreciation for it now. So yes, I might be watching TV, and they can be looking at the television, not, not understand what they're seeing, obviously, but it's still entertaining to them. But then they'll get up and come and look at me and stare at me. Well, they, right, they, they're wanting that interaction. They're wanting that stimulation of like, hey, somebody's around. Hey, like, I want to do something. Would I appreciate them going into the kitchen floor and, you know, ripping up the floor and doing all these things when I'm... You're like, get out of here, get out of here. No, I, <laughs> that's on me then at that point. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that rant. But live at jbonair.com is the email address if you completely disagree with me. I'm guessing if you're a parent, you totally agree, disagree with what I'm saying. Um, we're going to, oh, an exercise as well. Very quickly then, uh, one more tip here that I'm giving you for free, just so you know, remember it's nothing to uh, listen to this podcast, is uh, exercise stuff. This is one of those things where, you know, gyms are closed. Everybody's freaking out. Trust me, the guy I live with is a two-hour gym rat every day. So, yeah, I get it. But this is where you start to improvise and use the cans in the cupboard. You use the bag of ice, whatever that you have in the freezer. You use the liquor bottle that you've been stockpiling. You, whatever it is. If you're American, you're lifting your boxes of ammo. And you do that while you're watching TV. Or if you're watching a live show, and this is for people who still have cable television and you watch, you know, the television, channel 2, 4, 9, 11... Um, during a commercial break of the show. Yeah, a lot of people are recording things and you're watching it later. Here's the deal. If you're going to watch it live, even if you're not going to watch it live, let the commercials run and walk around the coffee table for that three minutes, four minutes. I'm actually doing a hand circle. You can't see it right now. Walk around the coffee table. Go and do that exercise. Walk around the house until the show comes back on. There's your exercise. Because at the end of that one-hour show, if it's like most shows... You will have had, get this everybody, you will have had over 20 minutes of exercise. And you're doing it in three minute chunks, so it doesn't even seem like, I get, I've got a treadmill, trust me, I'm on it all the time. I get that 45 minutes straight on the treadmill seems like an incredibly long time. But if you break up that exercise into three minute bits, you're golden. You are golden. Now, one of the other things is, everybody's talked about it, now that Zoom is a household name. These video chat things that everybody's doing, you know, they've talked about, people have said to pick up the phone, call people, you know, talk to your grandma, talk to your mom, talk to whatever. Here's what I did the other week, and this was great. I went through Facebook. Now, I've got way more people than I even know because of my job, right? I'm on the radio, I'm in the newspaper, I write books, tons of people on my Facebook that I've got no idea who they are. But you've got your core group of, you know, family and friends on there. And so I just went through, and here's what I did. I scrolled through my messages, and I went back like seven or eight years. And I found some people who I've never written a word to in that since then. And I reconnected, and here's the deal. A couple of them were from the lake when I was growing up, when I was 13, 14 years old at the lake. And just out of nowhere, messaged them. And that's actually not true. We, they came to a book signing one time. They happened to be at a mall when I was doing a book signing. 
But other than that, we have not hung out. We have not spoken. We have not, you know, done anything. And we did. We we checked back, and the last time that we all hung out was New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day, two thousand, technically. So twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Twenty years ago since we've seen each other and hung out and had a laugh. And so I said, you know what? Let me just message, and say hi. Just randomly out of nowhere. We didn't have a falling out. There was nothing like that. We just, you know, everybody just went their own ways. People, you know, started having families, whatever it is. And it started with me and one person talking. We did a video chat. And then somebody else, you know, joined in, right? And then by the end of it, we've got like the split screen, like we're on the view, you know, and everybody's... And now there's four of us. And it was like we were hanging out, you know, physically in the same room. It was like we were hanging out. And that no time had passed. And here we are, you know, the four of us just laughing. And then before, and we're out, you know, we have a glass of wine, whatever we're drinking. And then before you know it, somebody's like, is it two in the morning already? We were talking, I'm not kidding you, for three hours that we reconnected. And so I did this for about four or five days with different people. Somebody from high school, you know, somebody from a previous job. And it was, it was such a good time just to reconnect. And what I found with some of the people from the lake... This segment is way longer than it was supposed to be, and I apologize for that. But it's 30 minutes of time-wasting fun. So whether, you know, you got me for 30 minutes, whether you want it or not. One of the great things that uh, this uncovered was in three hours of talking with the people from the lake, there were different memories that we had of each other. And so when I asked um, the group, I said, so what was your favorite memory? What was your, the highest moment and then the lowest moment of all of our times, like hanging out, you know, when we were together, when we were doing whatever. <clears throat> and one of them said, Jeremy, it was when we were riding our bikes in the middle of the night and almost riding into the ditch and things like that. So the reason I'm saying that is because I totally forgot about that until she mentioned it. And so it's interesting that for her, that was one of you know the funniest moments or laughable times. And for me, totally didn't even have it as a memory. So I'm not discrediting that she views it as a, you know, as a good time, but it, it makes you kind of go and say, wow, like we, yeah, we just, you know, had a different moment. Now, once we, once we started talking about it, then she was saying like, remember, then you would laugh and it would echo. And then we got back to the cottage and they said that they heard you. Then I remembered it. And I wasn't just saying that to humor her. I, I, I truly did remember it, but that was her laughable moment or whatever that I totally had you know no recollection of at all until it was brought to my attention again so and you know and then we also had some times where you know you just remember something differently where you know there might have been a disagreement and you know she felt this way about that and then he felt that way and then you remember it as a, somebody on the sidelines seeing it completely different and now in hindsight right you have this conversation now at that point that would have been 25 years ago because when we were all hanging out we, I was you know 13 whatever it was and we we came to the same conclusion, and I will wrap this up because we're abs- they're yelling at me right now. Um, that was an innocent time. When we were 14, 15, 16, you didn't have, our group wasn't like commingling, and what I mean by that, there was no hooking up. It was just lighthearted fun. There was no drugs. There was underage drinking, but here's the deal. Parents were with us. When we were at the cottage, whoever's cottage we were at, the, the parents were there. So we were not sneaking off into the bush and, you know, doing whatever. Were we doing something illegal? I guess technically we were. But what my point is, is that it was it was good-hearted fun. There was no 
you know, there was no gossip. There was no drama. We didn't go back when I had so-and-so off to the side. We weren't sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't stand what she's saying. She's such a bitch. Da, da, da. We just weren't doing that. So it's interesting now to see the mentality, fast forward all these years, to, to kids that are that age and who are now, you know, Instagram hotties and giving us half-naked pictures and things like that. Our group was not even thinking about that at all. At all. So my question to you, ladies and gentlemen, listening out there in podcast land is... Rewind 20 years ago, the year 2000, if you're old enough. <laughs> Tell me, what are you still in touch with those people? Are they on your Facebook? Um, when's the last time you talked with them? Can you reach out to them? Have you had a reunion, like those housewives, uh, you know, reunion things? Have you had one of those? Tell me your thoughts. Share, me your, share your experiences with me. Live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. We've got to go to break because I'm already losing my voice. Live at jbonair.com. Isn't it crazy that you wait for payday, but before you know it, you're strapped for cash again? It's time to stop blowing your money and become a smart spender with the book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com. Learn simple ways to cut costs at home every day and during special times of the year. Don't go broke at Christmas. Don't remortgage the house for a fancy vacation. The book is filled with tips to save you money throughout the year. Check out the best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com or on Amazon and iTunes. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. It's never too early to start thinking about your next holiday. Have you checked out Mexico recently? From tequila tasting, swimming with horses, to ziplining through the jungle, and watching whales and dolphins in their natural habitat, Puerto Vallarta has it all. Visit Mexico.jbonair.com to see all the fun PV has to offer. That's at Mexico.jbonair.com for hundreds of photos, interviews, and videos from around the tourist hotspot. Check out Mexico.jbonair.com for all the fun. That's Mexico.jbonair.com. We're back here on The Scribble. So it's funny at the top of the show I mentioned about you're sick of hearing about the whole coronavirus thing and talking about it and everything like that. But one other point is that I, I don't think that I'm eating as much anymore. You know, everybody was stockpiling the groceries and all the food and everything like that. Well, for me, I have a ton of food and I'm just not eating it. I'm not consuming it. Now, I'm drinking a lot. What do you think that's a symptom of? Alcoholism, perhaps? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com. <laughs> live at jbonair.com. We hear you chirping. Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. Jeremy Bradley here, back on the Scribble. Two things that I've always wanted to do and uh, never really have. One of them might not be all that safe right now. And see, isn't it interesting how when if I were to say something like that. A few months ago, 
I want to do something that's not very safe. You'd think, oh my god, what is he going, skydiving? Is he going, like, what is he doing? No. I was talking about riding public transit. Something that I always wanted to do. No, bear with, hear me out on this, everybody, before you start judging. Is one thing that I always wanted to do, and even if it was in another city, I, again, I've just never done it, is get on a bus and then have like a bunch of predetermined uh, amounts of time or do it randomly. So what I mean is I will get on the bus that comes down my street and I will ride for 20 minutes. And then at whatever time, let's say it's uh, 2.30 when I got on the bus. So at 2.50, wherever we happen to, wherever the bus is at 2.50, I pull the little dinger, I get off the bus, and then I go to another bus. Like just, just ride a bunch of buses all day and just see where it takes me. And again, I don't know what, what fun that is, but certainly it was just something that I'd always wanted to do. And then another thought that I had was I want to just get a hotel room in my city just for the hell of it. I just want to go there, hide away, even though we just talked about pets and everything on the show. I just want to go there and just stay in a hotel in my own city. And now again, I don't know if like the pools and everything are opened in hotels. I don't know that they would be. But certainly, um, you know, just go there and lounge on the on the bed or the couch, whatever they have, watch some TV, and just feel like a tourist in your own city. I don't know. Is that, again, probably not the safest thing to do in this whole isolation thing. Though, I, from what I understand, the hotel chains are, are, you know, cleaning decently. But, you know, of course they're going to tell you that. So what do you think of those ideas? Send me an email, live at jbonair.com, live at jbonair.com. Just after we've gone through this whole thing about paying attention to your pets and your kids, saving your money. <laughs> I have money, I'm not worried. So I, uh, th- those are my sort of two ideas that maybe I'll consider doing. Maybe I will do the podcast from a bus. Is there, there I don't know if there's a podcast that people do on a bus on a regular basis. Bus, but, bus ride. <laughs> But oh jeez, bus ridership. Maybe well, back of the butt. I don't back of the bus. Why do I keep saying butt? <laughs> back. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna get canceled. Oh no, it's not the radio show. We are in the clear, ladies and gentlemen. This is a podcast. I can say that all I want. We're out of time, though. I will join. Hopefully, I'll join you next week. Same time, same place, right here on the Scribble. Feel free to give me a shout anytime. It's always awesome hearing from you live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. As they always say, we're in this together. Stay safe. Subscribe now. I don't know. Whatever the other catchphrases are. I'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Want more Scribble? Check out the scribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at the scribbleshow.com and on Twitter at the Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak free media presentation. If you want some real heat, Give you my-